All right. Hello, and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. Uh, I'm Cole, and with me, as always, is Gavin. Uh, in this episode, it seems like there's a lot of, like, print shop news going on. So we just wanted to go over the news and also kind of chat about our thoughts on it. Um, so, Gavin, what have you been up to? How's it been going? Yeah, it's been going good. Um, I'm happy there's a break in travel right now. So yeah. I get the... <laughs> <laughs> I get a time to just hang out with the family, but it's coming up next year. There's uh trade show seasons coming up soon. So I'm going to be back on the road. Yeah. It's uh, going to be crazy. Are you going to do Orlando or just long beach? I'm going to do long beach. Um, I'll be doing Atlantic city. I also will be doing Dax, like all three shows. So I'll be all over. Yeah, I'm really excited about Long Beach and Atlantic City because we've got the class and then we've also got uh, all of the like AI panel. Plus, you're going to have a booth at the show, which will be exciting because we'll be yeah. able to do some of the podcast stuff live. Um, plus, it's just fun to see everyone. Yeah, I mean, Long Beach is crazy. I'm not sure. Uh, last year, I went to Long Beach and around that area, it was it felt like just like shoulder room, like as far as like people just walk in there. It, it felt like there was a lot of people just in Long Beach. I'm hoping it's the same thing. Like the energy was just crazy how busy it was. Uh, yeah. It's just it's, the place to be. It's just so fun to catch up with everyone and like see everyone's new ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited because when we have our panel, we ended mm -hmm. up with like the craziest list of names ever. <laughs> so we have, we have Bruce, we have uh, Steven from Campus Inc., we have John from Terminus Tees, and some of the stuff John is doing is unbelievable. The way he uses his um, back workflow and his production workflow so mm -hmm. that his sales and marketing completely integrates with his actual back end of the shop. Um, so getting into some of those kind of conversations with people is going to be awesome. Nice. So, um, so this workshop, what's the name of the workshop? So we've got the AI panel. It's the AI and automation panel. Um, that'll yeah. be on Saturday. And then yours and my class is on Sunday. And then we have the simple, si simple systems, um, which mm -hmm. is what we just did in Fort Worth. But you and me have been doing some tweaks to it to update it. So I'm excited yeah. to go through it all again. Um, plus, it sounds like our classes are getting pretty full. So it'll be interesting to see how many people we get to see in person. Yeah, super nice. So if you're listening to this and you want to attend Cole's uh, workshop, uh, I think you got to go to the impression website mm -hmm. and then book the class and buy one of those packages, right? So, yeah, you uh, can get unlimited classes or you can buy individual classes. Um, yeah. But the unlimited pass, I think, is the cost of going to three classes. So even if you do one a day, it's a better deal to just get the unlimited. Yeah, so do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's, what's, how about you? How is it in your shop? Like what's going on right now? Are you busy? What's up? Uh, we have something specifically for the trade shows that I don't know if I can share what it is yet, but mm. we have to get that <laughs> done before the trade shows and it's, uh, thousands of units plus, um, folding and tagging and like all this kind of specialty stuff. Yeah. Um, so we got that. Then we have some normal deals that we've been running. So people have been doing like our hoodie deal. Um, yeah. and so that's been good to like get kind of normal, normal orders, but I would say overall, it's kind of slowing down already, um, maybe mm. a little earlier than I wanted to. And so what I decided to do was go onto the Printavo, um, 
data that Bruce created and see if I was just a terrible shop or if I was having some similar experiences. Um, and so on the Printavo open data, there was some really interesting um, kind of things to note. Um, mm. One thing that I thought was kind of fascinating is the average order sale price has massively gone up even just this last month. So you go back to like 2022 and we were looking at an average sale for the entire industry of $680. Um, so you could picture that, you know, 50 hoodies or whatever is maybe in that ballpark. Yeah. But fast forward to right now and December 2023, we're at $827 average wow. sale. So that is pretty substantial. I mean, like $200 more on average per sale. So. Yeah. I don't know if we're actually outputting more units, but people are absolutely charging more. Um, I don't know if you've seen that kind of with the shops you work with, but have you been hearing people be like, because of inflation, I've massively increased my pricing? Um, I don't No, I haven't personally heard, uh, heard it, uh, but I haven't asked either. So it's probably there. Um, what we have seen we did see an uptick in number of work that we're doing mm -hmm. um, for this. So, because I'm, I'm hearing people saying, like, uh, the number of jobs that they're getting are less and less. But on our side, we're the busiest that we've been, right? Uh, that's great. That's part because we're getting uh, new people in, right? So Yeah, new clients. Uh, new clients are sending more work. So that's part of it. Um but it's good. It's good to see that, like, we you actually making more money on one job than say six months ago, right? You could now get less jobs and still be profitable. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I've done um, considerably more per sale than ever before. Hmm. Um, and then what's interesting is when you look at this other stat that they have on here, which is the orders created. Uh, we completely killed it as an industry in August. Um, it was about 300,000 orders were created inside of the Printavo system. Compare that to 2022 when 262,000 were created. So mm. people are creating more orders. I don't know if that includes quotes or if that's only paid orders. But when you fast forward to November and now into December, we've kind of fallen off a cliff. So Oh, wow. We were at about 240 something thousand uh, orders in November. But in December, as of today, we've only done as an entire industry 90,000. And we're going into the holiday. So people are going to blatantly just like be closed the last week of the month. So, mm, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're going to do a whole nother 90,000 sales between now and the end of December. Um, but it seems like December is going to be pretty low. Historically, in 2022, um, it ended up at about 165,000 orders. Um, and then before that, it was even lower in 21. Uh, so mm -hmm. historically, December is bad. But our December right now is really, really bad compared to what our November was. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much more people can actually make with very few weeks left before we just shut down. Yeah. 
That's um, so. If you double what we're doing right now, that'll put us what one eighty. Um, right. Which historically uh, would be pretty close to last year. Okay. Um, but it's just interesting to see that, like, you know, we haven't even broken a hundred thousand orders as an industry in the Printavo data. Yeah. So that seems a little scary. Like, I wonder how how bad some people are hurting. Yeah. So it is true because it, it's it's so awesome that you have access to that because people always used to say that in the past. Well, December is kind of brutal. Uh, yeah. come in around this time, but it's so good to actually see it. Like, uh, it is brutal. You gotta like, when the time is good during the summer, you gotta like put some money away oh, and for sure. put some money away and like just for this long winter so you could survive the long winter. All right. Moving on from the doom and gloom of, uh, winter sales. Um, <laughs> I know that you just had a news update about the Gildan CEO. Let me know what happened there. Yeah, yeah. So Gildan, I think, well, everybody know who Gildan are. So if you don't know, Gildan is probably the biggest apparel supplier or apparel manufacturer in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Bella and Canvas is right behind them. So uh, this company uh, had a CEO. The name of the CEO uh, was Glenn. Glenn ran uh, Gildan for nearly 20 years as the CEO. Wow. But he worked he worked for Gildan for about 40 years. Right? Jeez. So he's been at Gildan when there was a small family-owned uh company and then went along on a journey when they became a public company. So he uh was fired um 2 days ago. Um part of it is the board of director feels like um, the plan that he has for the future does not provide confidence to them and to investors. So they made a decision to not continue with him. He actually didn't. Yeah, he he his comment was he didn't feel like the firing was, was just like he wanted. He really wanted to continue working uh, for Gildan and with Gildan. Uh, but the board had other ideas. So it ha- it happened like very abrupt. Um, yeah, that's that's shocking. With forty years of history, you'd think they'd at least be like, "Hey, we're going to have you, you know, retire or resign or say you're moving on to new projects or just something to save face." It's kind of yeah. incredible that it was announced as like, "Yes, we fired him." <laughs> um, you would think you would think that there would have been a little more tact there. So I really wonder what happened behind the scenes. Yeah, you never know, like, the political, you never know, like, corporate politics is, it's corporate politics. yeah. (laughs) It is, like, a dog-eat-dog, so I'm sure there was other stuff, but, like, the stuff that we're getting publicly, it it felt like it just happened just out of nowhere, Um, uh, especially with somebody that has that much more, that much time invested into a company, you think you would you know, maybe cordially have them step down into a different role or just mm-hmm. graciously hand the job off to somebody else, even like if they was not buying into his new plan, but that's not what happened here. Um, wow. So yeah. do they have a new person in place yet? Yeah. So what they're going to do, so what they're doing right now is putting an uh, interim uh, CEO and the interim CEO will serve for about two months. Uh, the interim CEO, his name is Greg Levitz. Um, he will, 
like hold the fork down while they then onboard their permanent CEO. The permanent CEO, his name is Tyra, Vince Tyra. Uh, so Vince Tyra actually has been uh, around the industry for a long time, actually. He's going to start uh, his permanent role in February 2024, uh, February 12th. So at the beginning of February, uh, he'll take over from the interim CEO. So he, this uh, gentleman, Tyra, has been around the industry. He was the CEO and director of Alpha Broder. He did that from tw uh, the year of 2020. Uh, he did that from the year of 2000 to 20 2005. So he did that for about five years. And before that, he was the president of Fruit of the Loom. Wow. So he seems like he's been around the industry and knows, like, this game. Yeah. Uh I think as far as the replacement, I don't, it feels like it's probably the right replacement as far as the person. Those Alpha Broder guys get around. I feel like Alpha Broder is like this <laughs> job where it, people use it as a stepping stone or something because they've they've gone on to Bella Canvas, they've gone on to Gildan, mm. they've gone on to Fruit. Like it's uh, It seems to be a place where you get to know everyone and then you go and get a higher paying position. Yeah, and it makes sense because like, Alpha Broders probably is network with all those people, right? You're, oh, yeah. They're like as just a natural way of their doing their business. So they get to go have these high level conversation about whatever it is that they're talking about, making these deals and stuff like that. So you build a relationship. I'm sure those relationships will like, hey, man, I need a job. Can you, can you hook me up? Uh, yeah, so I'm sure or it's this, more this like part of like, I mean, uh, what's you, going you on? would you would know everyone, right? So if you were in Alpha Broder, you wouldn't just know everyone, but you'd know their numbers. Yeah. So you can go and be like, hey, there's a reason this company's popping off. You're bad at this. I know they're good at this. You could come in with suggestions and be like, hey, here's your failing. Here's your failure. Um, so it makes sense that a lot of these people end up in big positions at the brands eventually. Yeah. Um, so moving on from that, we also have uh, the exciting news of the new Pantone color. Yeah. Um, did you see it this year? We should both be wearing peach. So this year it is peach fuzz. Okay. So very manly color. And uh, I've actually noticed a lot of the distributors and stuff already have a decent amount of peach before this was announced. Mm. So I don't know if um, Pantone's a little late to the trend, but I have noticed it be stocked pretty heavily. Have you been noticing it at all? Um, I haven't. Maybe I haven't been paying attention to it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. But uh, would I wear peach? Yeah, I would wear peach. I don't have any problem wearing peach. Yeah, uh, yeah. Guys can look good in the peach because it's not too pinky. Yeah, it's not. It works. Uh, yeah, yeah. I basically am naturally peach, so I don't know if it works <laughs> with my complexion. But uh, yeah, it, it works. Yeah, um, yeah. So I saw that nose. It was pretty cool. I love the fact that every year they kind of just theme out the year what is it what's what's the color gonna be mm -hmm. uh, they make a big uh spectacle out of it the the pentone people group so it's kind of cool do you know what last year was mm, i don't remember last year was some uh it was like a reddish color mm -hmm. uh uh i don't remember exactly the name they give it a crazy a crazy name but it was like a, a red purplish red yeah. color it was good very exciting <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> um, in other corporate news since we seem to be talking about corporations 
I just saw that uh, Amazon lowered their seller fees for apparel. So oh. for the guys who are selling on Amazon, this could be huge. Um, if you're selling an item under $15, your seller fee will now only be 5%, which is a massive drop in how much people were paying in fees. And if you're between $15 and $20, you'll only have a 10% fee. It used to be 17% of your gross sale. So dropping it by 7% on the items under $20 and dropping it all the way to five uh, for that stuff under 15 has got to have people be tempted, you know, just grab a bunch of cheap blanks and start printing designs that are uh, common. Um, So it's interesting to see like Amazon actually lower rates because they had such like massive market dominance. But what they're seeing is that these other corporations are coming in like Shine, and they're undercutting uh, the fees on Amazon. And so they're getting literally millions of companies to sign up almost instantly to their websites. And they're offering a marketplace that is automatically a little bit cheaper than Amazon, purely because of the fees. So now that Amazon's competing, it'll be interesting to see how people in the apparel industry can capitalize on it. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's that's actually huge if you think about it. I'm thinking oh, yeah. about it from I'm thinking about it from this angle. The angle <laughs> I'm thinking about is like this. Like people are already like fully doing this uh side gig, economy mm-hmm. gig type of thing. And this just like up the ante, right? Where now you could still have your regular job and then you could have this on the side and like Tomorrow, if you wanted to have like a side gig through Amazon, you could do it through this apparel thing, right? So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like uh, in terms of like macro, this is going to have a major thing, like a major shift on how people just, just view business because it's so much it's can so much me? more easier now to do business because like, Gavin, can you hear me? Hey, are you back? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. You froze. Okay, I'm good. Oh, you froze again. Am, am I freezing? No, you're fine. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. You just jumped back in. Okay, let's 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 keep on going. All right. So, uh, oh, you froze again. <laughs> what the heck? I get you oh, for I a second oh, and man, then you that's... freeze. Okay. I'm good. You're fine. Yeah, I could. I mean, I'm good. Remember, this thing always freezes. Like, as long as you could hear the sound, right? I didn't even hear your sound. Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, we'll just try to keep continuing. So we were saying, oh, yeah, the Amazon thing could be huge. And I'm actually tempted. Um, I've been seeing this one company. I think it's called Wonder. Um, but they're doing AI art that automatically uploads to different print-on-demand services. So they're having the AI come up with its own ideas. Then they're having it feed its own uh, you know, Dolly or whatever, Midjourney to f- make its own graphics. Mm-hmm. Then it's automatically placing it on a blank T-shirt, and then it's automatically listing itself. And they don't care about the quality of the art because it's just creating infinite numbers of art, and it's all print on demand. So, if you have five thousand designs and three thousand suck, that's fine because two thousand of them are actually doing well. And you yeah. are never going to naturally do 2,000 designs, you know, with a graphic designer. So it'll be interesting to see how people kind of flood Amazon and how people will differentiate, like, quality art from just AI yeah. on everything. My daughter actually received for her birthday, she got an 
AI children's book that my mom had no idea was AI. And I opened it and I was like, mom, this whole thing's AI. And every, every page, all the art, it wasn't consistent. It was just random art. Someone had just typed in like cute girl goes to the zoo. And every, every single page was unique. Um, And there was no art style that was consistent because they just are pumping out AI products on places like Amazon. Um, So it'd be interesting to see how people seize the opportunities and also if they're going to be able to sell at a price, you know, below $15 and actually make any profit. Yeah. I think there's going to be a short period of time where people could capitalize on that just because the mass hasn't caught up to it yet. Mm -hmm. But I think people will get uh, it'll become stale really quick. Like if you put like putting out so much like generated art. Yeah, I, I, the way I've been using it so far is I get it to illustrate parts and then I still end up spending a lot of time in like Illustrator or Photoshop, like yeah. making the design better. So I may not have to draw a Santa because I can just generate a Santa, but I don't expect the full final product to be made inside of the AI. Yeah. Let, uh, let me talk to you about this. So changing uh, yeah. gear for a little bit. I want to talk to you a little bit about this um, California garment industry requirement for like the manufacturers. Cause I know there's a lot of garment manufacturers in California and there's mm-hmm. some rules no, that changed huge. recently about the laws and stuff like that. So check this out. So uh, garment manufacturers that California is just a heavily re- regular, regulated state to begin with. Um, you live in California, so you know, uh, but the g- garment manufacturers or the garment workers that's in California are now going to get even extra protection. There's this uh, act uh, that just uh, got released. It's called the Garment Worker Protection Act. Right. So what is there to do is to make sure that employees are paid in the garment industry, like in a responsible way. Uh, and that the act also provide the garment workers, they must be paid hourly rate and not a minimum, not a per piece rate. Yeah, I know for we huge. talked a little bit about that in the past where manufacturers uh, used to be able to use that as a leverage to get uh, less work. I mean, I, I keep their bills low, but according to this act, they won't be able to do so. Like, what do you know about that industry over there? Because I know you live over there and you know some of these people. I mean, in L.A., um, you know, the the more established companies, I don't think are going to be that phased by it because I believe most of them had already switched over to this kind of standard. But in L.A., there are some cut and sew shops that are (laughs) unbelievably uh, difficult to work in. (laughs) <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see how they enforce it. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't literally walk into every building and start saying, hey, you're breaking these laws, I'm assuming yeah. a lot of those cut and sew places may not follow these laws very quickly. Um, yeah. And I know that there's also a lot of like people who have questionable um, immigration status. Yeah. So you also have a situation where people don't report their boss because they technically can't even have the job. Yeah. Um, so in LA, it, there's definitely some cut and sew areas that are pretty low standard. And so I just wonder with these new laws coming into place, who's going to actually enforce it, uh, besides it just being on the books. Yeah. Yeah. What I see is it's going to be kind of tough to enforce it, but it'll probably be on like 
the worker side, if the worker feels like they've been uh, mm-hmm. unjustly paid or unjustly, then they might, they probably could report it or do something. Then that may cause some problems. Yeah, you'd have to have almost like an anonymous way of reporting because otherwise people just get let go the second they find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's good to always try to make uh, the labor side of the business, you know, Ha- safer and better paid and yeah. all that but um in california specifically i also just wonder how many of these companies will decide they're going to go to nevada yeah. um i i've seen like let's see we used to have tsc we had sns activewear we had bella canvas um and every single one of them is in nevada now mm. and that wasn't over this sort of new law but it was over uh hourly minimum wages and taxes because mm-hmm. they're state taxes. They could move their entire building and they'd save millions of dollars in only California taxes just by moving a few hundred miles. Gotcha. So um, as we get stricter and stricter in California, I just wonder how many companies will never come back. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Trade shows. Let's talk a little bit about trade shows. Um, oh yeah. There's a million of them coming. I know. I know. So last year I went to a few trade shows, uh, the impressions, uh, I think I did a graphics pro, uh, printing United. So let's talk about, like mm-hmm. for the folks that don't know, that's actually, a uh, like there's a whole season of trade shows that happen. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the trade shows, what you, what you think about it. Uh, I think the first trade show that everybody's looking forward to, we talked about was impression. Like the impression group, mm-hmm. they put on three trades. They used to put on more, but now they have three shows in the, throughout the year. Uh, mm-hmm. They have the Long Beach trade show. They have Atlantic City, and they also have uh, Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, three different, all different times. Uh, the first one is in Long Beach, is around January, uh, I think in March, uh, and for Atlantic City, and later on the year for Dallas. So that's the first trade show. So if you're thinking about doing if you're a screen printer, in my opinion, that's really the best show to go to, like, because it's it's more con- uh, it's more condensed with screen printers. Um, if you play around with uh, like different output, maybe you do screen printing, you do some embroidery, and you do some signs and banners. Uh, Graphics Pro is a good Graphics Pro Expo is a good show to go to. Uh, they have multiple shows actually. Uh, throughout the country. I think they have four or five shows. Uh, I'm actually going to look it up and so I could tell you guys. Um, that's, yeah. You went to one of those shows. You went to one of those shows last year, Graphics Pro Expo. Uh, share a little bit about your experience uh, when you went to it. Graphics Pro is good, but it's very tiny. So um, as far as apparel, I think I knew maybe four people that were there. Yeah. Most of the industry didn't really go to Graphics Pro because it was focusing more on like vehicle wraps and um, like wide format printing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if it's in your town, it's a good thing to check out. I would say that if you're not necessarily um, making all your money off of apparel, another interesting show that's coming really soon is ASI mm. in Orlando. Um, that one's going to be January 3rd through the 5th. And if you're starting to make money selling, you know, Yeti mugs or selling notebooks or whatever, like upsell that you're including with your existing custom T-shirt order. Yeah. Um, checking out PPAI or ASI, both shows just kind of blow your mind. Um, 
because custom apparel is just a small sliver yeah. of the promotional game. And so um, there are people making millions of dollars not printing anything and just landing orders and subbing them out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, another great show. To, uh, well, the biggest show I've been to so far has been Printing United. Printing United Expo. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's going to happen sometime later this year in September. Uh, last This year they had it in Atlanta, Georgia. Next year they're going to have it in... Uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Oh, that'll be easy. Yeah, that that should be really fun. I went to Las Vegas two years ago when they had it there. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Uh, just good to be in that Las Vegas type of feeling. Uh, so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun to go out with those guys because um, I we did Printing United when it was in Vegas, and uh, going out with like the rock guys and stuff after is really fun. Yeah. Cause there's so much to do in Vegas as opposed to some of these other cities like Fort Worth, where you kind of have to have everyone stay in one building. Cause there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, a couple of new shows to keep in mind. If you are going to be, there's a show that's called DTF expo. This is like a brand new show. This is the first ever show that they're going to have DTF expo is going to happen in Phoenix, mm -hmm. Arizona. And it's in February, February 23rd to the 24th. All right, so this show is for folks that's interested uh, into this new technology, DTF technology. There you'll be able to see some vendors to talk about. Uh, so you could see some equipment. You will also be able to um, get some education. So they're having some speakers and some panels there as well. Uh, it looks really cool. There's actually uh, all the vendor spots are already filled up. And oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, she's doing actually a really good job with just promoting it. Um, the lady that's in charge. Um, so it's looking good. So I expect to be, uh, I expect to be there. Uh, but around the same time, there's some other stuff going on. So yeah, there's a lot of exhibitor that's going to be there. Uh, I'm not sure of the attendees so far, but it's, it's an, it seems like it's going to be a cool show to have to go to yeah that'll be interesting to see how they focus if they're going to focus more on you know creating dtf inside of your own shop or if it'll be more about you know like stalls and super color and them just kind of taking over the industry and shipping everybody finished items yeah um one interesting thing that we got out of print hustlers was i forget who said it it might have been it might have been like max from family or someone else but they were on one of those panels and they were saying that, like, they will not buy DTF machines mm. because uh, the amount of maintenance and also the fact that you're basically like a beta tester right now because none of the machines have a long history. Yeah. Um, so he was saying that they did hundreds of thousands of dollars in buying DTF transfers and he still won't consider buying a machine because he just wants to focus on the sale and have like an obvious profit margin and not have these surprises where his machine goes down and he's dreading yeah. it. Yeah, having those variables in your business is crazy. Like, all you want to do is sell shirts, and ma maintaining the machine is kind of a pain in the butt if you're not ready for it. Speaking of transfers, what stalls, they just sent me a marketing thing. Um, they just announced that they're going to do one and two color plastisol transfers as well. So, besides the DTF, they're doing really cheap budget plastisol transfers as a new option. So, 
if you're doing something simple like a high school, you could almost argue that you shouldn't even screen print it anymore. Gotcha. Um, wow. Because you could just knock out these two color transfers from stalls and they show up 24 hours later. It's it's pretty wild how much the industry is changing. Yeah. One last show for you folks that's thinking about doing trade shows. So Dax uh, Decorated Apparel Expo. That's the name of it. Dax. Uh, uh, it's a smaller show. Uh, but this show, there's three shows that uh, that they have throughout the country. There's a show in Kansas City. That's in February. There's a show in Treasure Island. Um, and there's a show in Tenley Park, Illinois. Right. So uh, Dax Trade Show Decorated Apparel Expo uh, is a show to put in your radar. Check it out if you are in one of these areas. Are you going to do anything at those trade shows? Are you speaking? So impression, I will be doing the thing with you in impression. Um, so both mm -hmm. in Long Beach and also in Atlantic City. Um, I'm not sure about um, Fourth Worth yet, uh, but also for DAX, uh, I will be having uh, a seminar there as well. So those are so far what we have booked. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited. January is going to be a big month and. Uh, It'll be fun to see everyone in person. Uh, I think that's all the news we have for today. Yeah. Um, so thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in a month at one of the shows. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your mom about us. <laughs> see you. Later. Bye.